But you don't know me. Shut up and sit down. Welcome to You Don't Know Me, a podcast about people you don't know. Today we have a very interesting guest. Hi, I'm Samuel Chang. <laughs> and this today is going to be the Samuel Chang Show. <laughs> That'd be nice, actually. That'd be, I think the Samuel Chang Show would be nice. <laughs> I think you're onto something. It'd be a great show. So this is going to be a really unique episode because we have a very specific set of stories. And this is not something I ever thought I would hear someone talk about. <laughs> All of the crazy things that one has done for free food. I haven't done anything crazy. I feel like everything I've done is very rational, especially if you don't like cooking. Okay, so, right. so, so let's back up here. Where did this even originate? Like, why did you start? And, and is this like two to three stories? What's, what is the scope here that we're looking at? This is like, I mean, I guess it's just the story of my, my life. To be fair, like <laughs> just you or as a just person, just as a, food. as a conscious adult, this is just the story of my entire adult life. Bas okay, so here's basically what happened. Um, so I ate crappy cafeteria food like all through like grade school. So that's mm -hmm. K through twelve, like a dollar thirty, a dollar forty, whatever for a crappy yeah. tray. You know, you know those terrible meals. Sodexo owns everything. Mm -hmm. Basically, they they also are in charge of the food for all the major prisons too. So fun fact, not, oh. so, not so fun fact. Not so fun fact, <laughs> your children are eating prison food. More or less. Um, so, but like, you know, this is the first time that I'm eating buffet style and this is like the best thing ever. Yeah. Cause you know, I eat crappy food and now the food is like less crappy. Still, <laughs> still bad, but just less crappy. I wouldn't, I obviously don't know any better. Like I said, I come from a Korean family, like we have no, no standard for that kind of food. So it was all right. Um, and then I'd go to like events where they'd have free food and it was always Papa John's pizza. Okay. Do you, do you like Papa John's pizza? Yeah, I can get behind Papa John's pizza. Yeah. I like it. I mean, it's fine if it's not at every free food event. Oh, yeah. Right? It gets old really fast. Then, so like I stopped actually going to free food events. But then sophomore year came and at that point I didn't have a meal plan anymore. Mm. And I really didn't like cooking. Why didn't you like cooking? There was nothing inherently wrong with cooking. It just cleaning is awful, and my roommates were disgusting pigs. Oh, so then you had like a nasty kitchen that you had to yeah, share with a bunch of people. Like at one point, I took a plate and a set of silverware just for myself, so I would always have something clean to eat off of. Oh, because before you know, we would run out. That was a thing that all my guy friends in college. That was the same exact phenomenon for them. Like they would never have clean dishes. It's awful. Like I had to take some of my own. I, I kept it in my in my wardrobe. Like in the top shelf of my wardrobe <laughs> is a special spot for a, for a glass, a, a, a plate, and you know, and fork, a fork. fork, knife, spoon, yeah. Yeah. So that's when I started going to all the free food events because then I would have no dishes. I wouldn't have to spend money on groceries and I wouldn't yeah. have to spend time cooking or cleaning or, or dealing with roommates and their disgusting like tacos from three weeks before. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. what was the, the first event? What was the thing that kind of catalyzed this hobby, so to I speak? I actually remember this. This was the Society of Women Engineers social meeting. <laughs> what? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was a member of the Society of Women Engineers. Um, so did they welcome men? Was that very, were you like the only why guy there? They? Yeah. That's sexist. Well, I'm just saying, like, was it specifically for women or was it me. just like... For, like, bring women into engineering. 
No, it's it's for women who are in the the engineering sciences. It's just like so oh, you definitely stuck out. Well, no, because I wasn't the only guy there. The, okay. The the director of corporate outreach, so the the student director of corporate outreach, he was mm-hmm. a dude. Okay. Yeah, Antoine, he was cool. Yeah, okay. we shared room together when I went to the sweet conference. You went to a conference. I went for... to a conference in Florida, dressed up in a suit, printed out copies of my resume, handed it out to, to all the companies for a sweet event. I had my pin and everything. Okay. I paid my dues. Back up. And you did all of this just to get free food. Like, that's how it started? I don't think you understand how good the food is for women and engineering <laughs> companies. Like, women for engineering companies. Like, engineering women. <laughs> We're talking, like, like artisan pizza. Like, Italian food. Like, yeah. like really good catering. Like, not like the garbage Papa John stuff. Okay, this is legit. <laughs> so they spared no expenses. No, they things. really didn't. So, Them and the, and the Chemical Engineering Society. But even... So when you went to the events, like, did you actually like enjoy it? Were you actually like, oh yeah, a yeah, it's really cool. It? Or were you still in the back of your mind, like, shit, I got into this because of free food? No, like the VP of direct, uh, the VP of of like engineering or something like that from oh, I can't remember, was it Deloitte? Was it what's that? Chem- Dupont. Mm. She would come in. She'd talk about like you know the importance of work life balance, yeah. what it's like to have a family, and like you know also be a career person, career person, not career woman. Thank you very much. Good point. And so I was like, oh, that's really cool. Oh, this is really interesting. And at the very end, they'd like have a thing where you can pass in their, your resume if you wanted an internship, and I would, you know, have mine too. Why not? Yeah, right? Uh, so that was the first one. I stopped going because my friends stopped going. My friends who were girls, yeah. they stopped going. And so I felt awkward because I didn't have any friends there. So this is super important. When you're snagging free food everywhere, you have to be friends. Yeah. You have to be someone's friend. That's what I realized. Because what I did, so, so I read on the internet that here's an idea. You get a Google calendar, you share it with all of your friends, and then every time one of you guys sees a free food event, you add it to the calendar. Oh, and then so, you all go. Yes. So I added that, I created a calendar. There were 27 people on it, and I would update it all the time. The prime spots were the, let's see now. Oh, oh the prime spots were the management building. So that's the, that's the uh, college for business administration, mm-hmm. the college for computer science. Uh, let's see now, the college for chemical engineering. Those were the good, like, just general locations because they would always have this big billboard, like one of those yeah. bulletin boards where you And then just... they would tell you when everything was happening. Yeah, yeah, they would have, like, the pins and stuff of, of events. Okay, so what are some of the other groups that you became a part of, and at least initially, for free food? Um, so there was that. There was the American Institute of Chemical Engineers. I went to that one. They also have really legit food because chemical engineering companies, like I believe it. petroleum companies, oh man, they're like cash money. Like yeah, it was and you're at like Georgia Tech too, right? Yeah, so like yeah. this is like a hot spot this for them. This is pretty legit. Yeah. Uh, there was them. There was the uh, American Society of Mechanical Engineers. Uh, they always had pizza. I was really disappointed when they switched from Papa John's to Domino's. <laughs> I was so disappointed. Domino's is disgusting. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't care if their formula changed. Like it's still not good. Yeah, fair enough. I went anyway. Don't get me wrong. It's if just you have a friend that's completely obsessed with Domino's. Like way prefers it. <laughs> that person doesn't have good taste. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> really... I'll tell her you said that. <laughs> Go for it. I mean, he needs to know the truth. Fishy. <laughs> She needs some even worse. <laughs> what? Look, I think the Society of Women Engineers would really take an issue with that. 
You know what? You're right. I thought that women might have better taste, but you're right. That is that is a supposition that I shouldn't be making. I'm, <laughs> and I'm sorry, my to my seniors at SWE. <laughs> uh, I was a member of the National Society of Black Engineers for three or four weeks. Not that long, mostly because I found out about that one my senior year. Oh, god. They have really good food too. It was always fried chicken and French fries. Mm. Every time I went. Yeah, I'll let that sink in. <laughs> I'm not even gonna touch that. No, no, no. I just, I just wanted to state that as a fact. Um, and then there was also, oh, Capital One would always look for interns and stuff, and they would always have have pizza, and they would also give out an iPad. So that was pretty cool. I never won the iPad, but I got free pizza, so I am a winner. Who won the iPad then? Someone, someone won the iPad. Every time. Well, I would, I would assume so. I would leave after I got the pizza. Oh. Yeah, more or less. Um, I would say that, like, other than SWE, I, I would say that my favorite organization was the Lutheran Church. Interesting. Yeah, the, the, the Campus Lutheran Church Outreach Group. Yeah, because they had a home-cooked meal every week at 637 for some weird reason. 637. 637. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, I think it's supposed to be a reference to a Bible verse or anything like that, but apparently nobody knows. <laughs> like, nobody in the group knew what it was. Exactly. Nobody knows why it's 637 at this point. <laughs> It's just this thing that we do. Yeah, and we still do it, apparently. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, what they used to do is they would feed everybody at 637, and about like 7, 720-ish or something like that, they would have worship service. And Pastor Matt is like, so he's the pastor who leads the yeah. the outreach. And he's like, hey, hey, Samuel, like, you know, it, you guys are more than welcome to just, you know, eat the food and leave. But, you know, we also have like a service afterwards, so you guys can feel free, come to get to know us, you know, and, and stick around for a while. And I'm like... Thanks, Pastor Matt. I appreciate that. I'll see you next week. Bye. <laughs> You're such an asshole. <laughs> look, look. He clearly said at the very beginning, I was yeah. more than welcome to eat and leave. <laughs> so. I had his permission. He gave uh -huh. me his permission. Yeah, it got it got pretty bad. Uh, I mean, pretty good, I guess, at that time. It's still pretty great. Um, so my, my best friend, he came up with the idea for the Samuel Chang show. So it's a show about me, So, and I would say that it was my show, but mm -hmm. I don't know. We can debate that at a later time, whether or not a show about me is my show. But basically, the plot is it would have someone named Samuel Chang, played by me, who yeah. goes to all of the events in the city getting free food. That seems very in line with your personality. <laughs> right? So the very first episode, and it would you would be like, like end up with some sick ass job just because you go to like, because, like, like, because you go to these I places for free food. <laughs> <laughs> it happened to just bring your resume. So so like there are like three key jokes that we came up with. Um, the first one is at the very beginning of the first episode. It's panning through like a black Southern Baptist church, mm -hmm. and you see like all the people with their big hats and they're singing like a gospel song. Yeah, and it's and it's and it pans over, and then you see me. Like this Asian guy in the middle of a <laughs> sea of black people. And then and then and then it cuts to me like with a big plate of food and I've got like, you know, like, you know, southern stuff, fried chicken and like, you know, collard greens and I ask somebody for the hot sauce. Because that's yeah. a very southern thing you're supposed to do. Yeah. Eat hot sauce with collard greens. That's very true. Yeah. No. Are you not from the South originally? I would say that I am. I mean, I was born in New York and then my family moved to Georgia. When I was like two, so I would say I'm a Georgia boy. Well, you said it like you, you were like a foreigner. You were like, it's a very southern thing to do. <laughs> it is a southern thing to do. I mean, that doesn't that doesn't change the fact. 
I didn't know that that was a sudden thing to do until I did it and someone pointed it out. Oh, so you're just saying that you would do it anyway. Yeah. Yeah, okay. No, no, no. See, I wouldn't do it anyway. Uh. I was told by somebody else that the way you're supposed to eat collard greens is with hot sauce. Got it. And to be fair, that is correct because collard greens are gross without hot sauce. Yeah, well, they can be really good, but yeah, usually I, they're better I personally with hot sauce. am not a fan. Fair. No offense to collard green lovers out there. There was an ice cream place in Little Five Points that actually had collard green ice cream. What? No joke. Morelli's that used to be over there. It's not there anymore. They had collard ice cream. Oh, yeah, they cream. moved down to East Atlanta. Oh, is that what happened? Mm-hmm. Uh, they had a collard green ice cream, and I tried it, and it tasted exactly like collard greens. That's interesting. So success, failure, I don't know. Nobody bought it. You can they tell because they had Allegedly like, have a Krispy Kreme. Oh no, that's that's a fact. That's not a, that's not a myth. I have never been able to that have it because they don't have the flavor every time I go. Oh, see, you have to check on their Facebook group. Their Facebook group has all of their flavors, and they change every week, so you have to go like Sunday, like evening-ish to see the updated menu. Yes, I love that ice cream place. You don't understand. They're I, really good. I fell in love with that place where I went to Taste of Atlanta, mm. and they had maple bacon, and they also had olive oil ice cream with tomato pesto. Ooh. I know, right? It sounds weird, but it's actually really good. I believe it. Yeah. yeah. Was it free? No, because I, I guess it was free. Now that <laughs> I think about it, I got those tickets to go to the Taste of Atlanta for free. How did you get the tickets? Uh, it was a part of my hall association uh, when I was living on campus. Like There was this thing where you could pay like a couple extra hundred dollars, and they would put you in like a group of like-minded people. It was really, gar- it was really dumb, and it was kind of garbage. But you got free Taste of Atlanta. I mean debatably like i paid 180 bucks to be in that program so oh was that like freshman year yeah i paid for it my freshman year to be in the program for my sophomore year got it Uh, makes sense all right so back to some of your stories here so i mean how many times have you done this like kind of give me a rough estimate of ballpark enough to like give myself like the reputation as a free food person (laughs) okay and does this extend beyond college i mean is this oh yeah definitely definitely I want to go back to the Samuel Chang show. Okay, though. go back Is that to the okay? Samuel Chang. Because I only talked about the first part where yeah, I eat continue. collard greens. Uh, well, I can't remember what the second joke was. Oh, yeah. The second one was someone wants that. Someone, the joke is that someone asked me to hang out on Saturday morning. And I'm like, no, I'm sorry. I can't do that. I'm at the food kitchen. <laughs> I'm at the soup kitchen then. And then it pans to me and I'm in line at the soup kitchen. That's a little, uh, that's a little shady, but I thought that was kind of funny. And the point is, the whole season, like, all this stuff happens, and at the very end, there's a huge crisis, and the only way that this can be solved is I reach out to all of the people that I snag free food from and ask them for help. <laughs> okay. Okay, so that's, that's a conclusion to the So that was the joke show. three of yeah. the crisis. So, so, yeah, so now that we've talked about that, um, tell me, like, the scope here. I mean, like, was it really, like, a tremendous amount of places that you went to, like, um, I would say so. I would say that I ate like maybe three or four meals. I didn't cook three or four of my own meals every week. Okay, that's pretty solid. Three or four meals. Oh, sorry, I meant days. I meant days. Oh. I would only cook for myself like three or four days out of the week. Got it. Most of them were weekends, you know, obvious reasons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think my favorite was when I showed up at a graduate student event. And the director of computer sciences saw me there like, and was like, hey, what are you doing here? There's free food. I knew you'd be here. What? Yeah. She called me out on it. And I was like, oh, I thought it was open for everybody. 
did you get kicked out or did no get... no no mimi was super cool oh mimi so was... even though you got called out you still got free food yeah that's kind of funny i was gonna ask you what are have you ever been like caught in like a negative way has anybody ever like told you no oh yeah whenever that happens oh okay okay so there was this one time where i went to a chemical engineering grad school cookout because i saw one of my friends there and i went over there and i was i think i was 20 at the time so clearly not old enough to drink but you know i snagged a beer anyway and i asked one a professor was grilling food right yeah he was grilling a hamburger and i was like oh hey could i get a hamburger too and he's like sure by the way what program are you with and i'm like oh I'm an environmental engineer too, just like everybody else here. And he's like, oh, really? Who are some of your professors? And I'm like, oh, I don't, I'm only a freshman. <laughs> I'm only taking my core classes. I'm not taking any environmental engineering classes. And he was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I'll let this slide. Oh, so you uh, didn't actually get caught or kicked out? No, no, I don't think so. Like, like I said, like, it's really important to be friends and be cool with everybody. Like, nobody wants to be... A jerk. And, like, yeah. be, nobody wants to be that guy to, like, kick you out. Like, I, I... Despite the fact that I'm, like, a filthy food mooch, like, <laughs> I have a pretty positive reputation as a filthy food mooch. Like, um... So, so where I work at right now, the, the floor administrator, Aubrey, he actually called me over and he's like, Hey, hey, Samuel, this is... This is our new intern, Victoria. Victoria, this is this is Samuel. Mm -hmm. All right. Whenever there's food, be sure to get him. <laughs> <laughs> Tell him first. <laughs> I'm like, oh, thank you, Aubrey. You're the best. Aubrey is the best. He he gave me cake once. He made me cinnamon rolls. He didn't make me cinnamon rolls, but he made a bunch of cinnamon rolls and made sure to personally give me one. Yeah. So that was pretty awesome. I'd have to say that my spirit animal is the vulture. It's a, it's a scavenging animal. That's I, fair. Yeah, I used to have that on my OKCupid profile. It's like if, like, message me if you want to know why my spirit animal is the vulture. Um, did that help? Only one person asked, and then I realized that no one actually wants to find the answer to that question. Yeah. <laughs> it's not exactly an attractive answer. It's like, yeah, I don't. Uh, that could go in a lot of really, really questionable directions. It's because I'm a filthy scavenging animal. Or something to be about fair, death? but like vultures are super clean. Are they? They have to be. There's no other way that their body can process like all the bacteria and the parasites and whatnot from decaying carcasses. The stomach acids are strong enough to like corrode metal. Interesting. Yeah. The more you know. <laughs> We're now an animal podcast, everybody. Yes, we are migrating into <laughs> whole different genre. That's a good. That's a good segue. <laughs> so. What was the most recent um, instance? Thing? The most in recent? Um, definitely uh, Beer 30 slash Entrepreneurs Night. So where I work, uh, there's a bunch of startups, and they've got this thing called Beer 30, where at 4.30 they have beer. That's awesome. Yeah, right? I want that. It's pretty sweet. You should come by if you're working in Atlanta at 4.30 next month. Wait, so it's like open to the public? No, I don't think so. Oh. But I don't think they would know about it, right? Like yeah. It's only marketed... In, like you know within our building so then there's beer 30 and then right after beer 30 at f so beer 30 is at 4 30 and then after that we have entrepreneurs night which we get like a bunch of domino's pizzas and beer mm -hmm. and we just stand around just hang out with each other drink beer that's awesome yeah have you okay so what are some of the 
let's talk about some of the people you've met through this, right? So I'm sure you've kind of encountered some characters along the way. Yes or no? I think the really important thing that I do is I try to remember as many people's names. That's super important. Yes. Uh, honestly, I can't remember any of them right now. <laughs> <laughs> but at the time, it's important to remember their names. <laughs> like studying for a test in the moment you have to remember it yeah like i'm like okay all right so like this is lauren this is dylan this is andrew those people work at the company like three doors down from this is this is real this is real by the way uh let's see now dylan she is so since they're relatively small she does customer support slash onboarding i believe I believe Andrew is a developer, and I believe Lauren does HR stuff. Mm. Yeah, this is something that I learned. Like, you need to remember details about people. That way, when you see them again, you can be like all cool and stuff, make friends. Mm. Have you ever like accidentally not remembered, and then? Oh yeah, I mean, I da- really here's one of the things. Like, I just assume no one's gonna remember me. Like, I have a pretty, pretty uncommon name. Yeah, Samuel Chang very uncommon <laughs> so uh i don't actually expect anyone to remember my name mm-hmm. and it's okay though like it's like hey i don't remember your name what was your name again and then i just they just tell me who they are and then i just introduce myself again mm. it's pretty easy when i already have a motive like I've, I've already gotten my food like i don't really care anymore at this point i'm just i just want to come back mm-hmm. that's fair so you don't want to burn the bridge so that you can return oh yeah definitely um yeah, at my first job straight out of college, they made the joke that I was a separate line item in our snack, like, bill. <laughs> it's like, okay, like, oh, hey, here's... I would eat a lot. I would eat, like, breakfast, and then I'd go to work, and then I'd eat, like, a bagel or two. <laughs> and then I would eat a bunch of snacks. How are you so skinny? The secret is uh, I eat three square meals a day. So you just get some of them free no no (laughs) aubrey the the admin he asked me that too and i'm like oh i don't i don't eat regular meals this is how this is how i stay trim guys i eat all this food and then i don't eat regular meals. that's not true (laughs) i eat three square meals on top of everything else i eat Jeez, so you just have really good genetics no no i wouldn't say that i'm a little bit i'm a little active now that pokemon go has come out i'm super active driving through atlanta traffic to hatch your eggs so no not really that's a bonus that's a bonus and that hasn't happened yet okay (laughs) that hasn't happened yet i got a new phone to play pokemon go two days ago got it so i haven't been able to commute to work using stuck in rush hour traffic earlier today i went to the park and then i walked over one place and i'm like oh i only need 0.2 more kilometers i'm gonna walk the long way this way Every time I would t- want to take a break, I'd be like, I could just sit in the shade for a little while, but then I'm like, no, we're going to walk. <laughs> Got to hatch these eggs. So, the downside of Pokemon Go is that everybody comes back to work smelling like serious B.O. in Georgia because they're walking around in like the humidity and the heat. Oh, that is, that is a good point. Oh, man. Yeah, I thought about picking up smoking just so I could go outside and play Pokemon Go. <laughs> Why can't you just do Pokemon Go? Because not... Because that's not a really good reason. Smoking, on the other hand, is a fantastic and socially acceptable reason. Fair enough. Anyway, back on topic, free food. Yeah, 
so tell me, okay, so I know you can't remember a ton of the people that you met, but have you ever met anybody like super interesting just by happenstance and going to one of these things or met somebody who was like really off the wall, like kind of weird, somebody that sticks out in your mind? I want to talk about Max. He was a, he was a little person. That's mm-hmm. all I remember. <laughs> <laughs> so no, yeah. we're going to edit that part out. <laughs> Okay. I feel like it's just a little, like, the only thing interesting about him is that he's a little person. No, he was a really cool, nice guy, but, like, that's why I remember that he was a cool, nice guy. Oh, fair enough. He stuck out. No, it's okay. You can edit it out. <laughs> it just, just seems like a questionable answer. <laughs> like, I guess, I don't know. I feel like since my focus is on getting the food, I don't remember the people that much. Just fair a enough. statement of fact. Have you ever, like, wandered into something and been like, this is not what I expected it to be? Oh, yeah. Every time there isn't food. Oh, and the, do you ever have to, like, get stay if there's not? Sometimes I'll walk out. Sometimes I won't. Give me an example. Oh, I remember now. This is the worst. Ex- oh, wait, hold on. Give me an example of going to an event, expecting food, not getting food. Sure. That, yeah. Or going to an event, expecting food sitting through a crappy event and then getting food either one so when they give me an example of something that turned out to not be what you expected it to be i went to the diwali festival that's the indian new year for mm-hmm. i believe it's south indians i can't recall yeah um i don't know actually but it could be and i i had to sit through like an hour and a half like presentation slash play slash sketch about the importance of family and diwali (laughs) like it's basically like if you had to sit through a christmas pageant just so you could eat the homemade cookies and the punch at the very end like it was kind of like that oh at the very end and then i got the food and it was so bad oh it was not good it was not good the food was not good (laughs) i was so disappointed (laughs) like i understand why because like there were a bunch of people there were so many people there and I can understand why this would be an easy cor- corner to cut, right? Yeah. But it's like... What was it? I can't even remember. It's like one of those... It was like a styrofoam tray, just like they serve in prison, slash Sodexo, <laughs> with like a spoonful of... like a, With like a scoop of curry and a scoop of like rice and like one of those dough balls that are covered in syrup and ghee. Mm. It's not good. Not good. Do you have any other examples that where you like expected there to be food, but then like there wasn't? Did you ever have to like sit through an event and then there wasn't food? Just because I thought there was food? Yeah. I have sat through a couple National Society of Black Engineers, NSBE, meeting like that. Because they don't have food at all of them. They only have food at most of them. Mm. But on the bright side, I learned about the systematic corruption in our police force and how the war on drugs is a sham to imprison you know, black Americans. I learned that. Yeah. That was very empowering. I bet it was pretty educational. Yeah. Apparently cops have quotas. So like if you catch like or or like bounties, like if you catch like X drug offenders, you get X dollars. You get Y dollars. What? Yeah. I thought that was really sketchy. Doesn't make any sense, right? Cops always say that they're not, that they don't have quotas though. No, no, that's definitely a lie. Okay. I feel like officially they don't. But in reality they do. 
That's an interesting subject, actually. Yeah. That I've been kind of looking into a little bit more lately. But we could go down a deep rabbit hole with that one. No, let's not. Let's not go into that <laughs> hole. So t- have you gotten other people involved in this before? Um, you said see. that you created the whole calendar. So, yeah. So apparently you need to be stupid and brazen in order to go to these kinds of events. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I was the only one for most of them. Really? Yeah, yeah. It was unfortunate because not everyone is as bold as Ms. Dumb. Yeah. Um, I had a couple of friends who would regularly go to a couple of them, though. I had a friend who actually lived at the uh, at the Lutheran outreach community, like the, the building. Oh, got it. So he would go to all of the Lutheran church events, and so he would drag his friends, and I was one of them, and I would go there and hang out with them. Yeah. So I would go to those. Um, I went to... Nesby, that's the Society of Black Engineers. I went to that one because I had a black friend who was an engineer. Mm-hmm. Still is an engineer, I guess, technically. But Yeah. So that's how I knew about that one. Um, yeah, and then like I said earlier, I got into the Society of Women Engineers because I had you know friends who were members then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. I've actually taken up a role as the some person in charge of the office shopping list. At where I work right now. <laughs> Just so you can... Yeah, because we would get a lot of snacks and we didn't have a very good orderly way. So I actually created a Google document to keep track of our, our shopping list. Because we have Instacart, mm-hmm. you know, that thing where you yeah. pay someone to bring snacks to you or whatever. Uh, and so I created a document and then I sent it to our administrator. And every two weeks we get a food order. And I'm the one who goes around asking everybody what they want. It's like, hey, do you want apple juice this week? Do you, what do you order for yourself typically? For me, I actually stopped ordering for myself because uh, I've been eating too many snacks. <laughs> yeah, I used to like pita chips and hummus and uh, what else did I ask for? Apple juice. Uh, but I felt really bad because I was the only one eating those and it didn't make any sense for me to use company funds on something that not everybody yeah. else would eat. So I stopped asking for snacks that I liked, and I just eat everybody else's snacks. So that was actually segueing to another question. You know, when does the morality piece come into it? It's like when is the ethics of yeah, the ethics of free food? What are the ethics? <laughs> um, so I would say one important thing is to never feel bad about taking the food if you are actively participating. Yeah. The whole point of the food is to get people through the door. And as long as people come through the door, it's fine. Like, it's okay if they don't do anything. Yeah. Right? I mean, ideally, you want them to, I don't know, pay attention to the speaker from X, like, mechanical engineering firm, like, and not do their homework like I did. <laughs> like, you know, you want them to participate in those. You want them to sing karaoke at the social event where they have ice cream and pizza and whatever. Yeah. Um. But as long as those things happen, like, it's, I think that it's fine. Like, it's perfectly ethical. Obviously, there are the unethical parts where I go there and I just play on my phone instead of paying attention to the grad student's thesis on, like, reducing cancer cell growth by using something. I don't know. That, that was a legitimate talk that I went to. <laughs> I can't remember how. Could have been groundbreaking and you were just playing on your phone. It probably wasn't groundbreaking. Let's be real. This is, this is academic science we're talking about. <laughs> Zing. Zing. <laughs> oh, yeah. You don't want to eat the last of anything because then you'd be that guy. Dude, that is so important. And it's really interesting in the U.S. like how that's like a thing that we know, but like people break that all the time, right? 
if you go to Sweden, that last piece of cake will not be eaten. Whoever eats that last piece of cake is the enemy. Like, you're supposed to do that with, like, Korean and with sushi, too. Like, the Japanese have a thing where if there's a big plate of communal sushi, like, they yeah. leave the last one. And I'm like, I'm too practical to leave that. I know, but it's, like, perfectly good food. Why would you leave it? Yeah, yeah. Like, I would eat it. But at the same time, from, like, a social standpoint, you gotta... It's okay to take it home most of the time, also. That's also true. Yeah, you can take it. Most of the time, like, there's too much food, and whoever prepared it offers it to be taken home. I don't think you should take it home actively. I think yeah. you should be asked. So that's another ethical That's a big thing. Choice. Like, this is specifically with Fika, which is, like, um, it's, like, social coffee hour. And it's usually mandatory with, like, wherever you work in Sweden. So we would have, um, like, the whole office would basically come together, have a cup of coffee. It's always coffee. And then something sweet. And then that's where you would run into that. And there was, like, they would bring just enough so there would only be, like, one, maybe two slices left at the end. And they would always just sit there because the Swedes wouldn't eat it. Because they already have their fill, which is understandable. No, but just for social reasons. Even if they wanted it, they wouldn't take it. I mean, I don't mean like their fills and they ate it, but yeah, they've yeah. already had what they are expected yes. to socially take. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Sure. Different people react differently. So when I was at the Lutheran church, uh, some people would actually be impressed that and really happy that I was going for seconds and thirds. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, there's a bunch of food and there's only so many people. And by eating it, you're helping them reduce the amount of food that they are either going to A, throw away or... Be have to take them and eat for themselves. Yeah, and then also if they make it too, if it's home cooked. Yeah, yeah, it's always yeah. really good. Did you go to other places where they didn't allow you to take, or like where you was frowned upon? No, I wouldn't think so. I never took anything home unless I was asked to. Oh, got it. I would say um, my biggest like, like my my biggest like jackpot was like when I took like an entire tray of like Chick Fil A chicken biscuits. Mm-hmm. Because not enough people came to the event. And they're like, hey, can do you want to take these home? You're like, fuck yes. Like, yes. <laughs> I eat Chick-fil-A biscuits for every meal for the next two days. <laughs> I think my personal record when it comes to leftovers is eating pizza every day for every meal for two and a half, three days, I think. Wow. Pretty impressive, right? That's two slices for every meal. That was a lot of pizza, too. Oh. Uh, I think about it. Yeah, but that didn't end well. No, I'm, I was I was mostly fine. When you eat as much garbage as I do, like that's fair. Most of the time, it's fine. <laughs> Except for Indian food, like present Samuel likes Indian food, but future Samuel does not like Indian. Food. <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> present Samuel does not like who does God, like Indian food. God, goddamn past Samuel making so many mistakes from for present for present Samuel to fix. Poor, poor future Samuel. So, okay, so does this just, like, stay... I mean, it sounds like, at this point, it's kind of part of how you approach, like, a lot of social environments. Like, it's not just food. It seems like it's... This is how you network. This is how you... Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, so here's the thing, right? I used to never go out and hang out with friends. Mm-hmm. Because they would always hang out at food places, and I was a cheap ass, because I would, you know, that, that's why I'm doing the free food thing in the first place. <laughs> That's because I, I was a cheap ass. And then, like, I realize as I'm, like, you know, I reach my junior and senior year, like, this is how people just hang out. Yeah. And that's why I realized, like, how important it is to just have food, honestly. Yeah. That's why whenever we hang out, we almost always eat. That's true. Yeah, right? Yeah. It's true. It's, 
it it goes either way with you though you're very particular about your food <laughs> that's not true at all i'll eat anything and everything i ate a cricket once on a dare did you yeah we went to a pet smart and my friend anna she dared me to eat a cricket i'm like okay I don't know if you can hear the chewing sounds on the mic, but I was making them. <laughs> How did that go? I, I ate it. <laughs> like, there was, there was nothing to go. Ew, but like... Oh, yeah, I guess I technically owe the PetSmart, like, 27 cents, but like... <laughs> so, what else do you have? Mm, let's see now. There was a time where, so we use Slack at our office. So Slack, for everybody who doesn't know, is um, a messaging service for teams. It's based on IRC if you're an older person. Mm. But so so Aaron, our CEO, sent like a message to everybody, like to the, to the general chat that, you know, it's like, hey, our investors have bagels and sweets upstairs if you guys want to get them. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, oh, okay, I'll go get them. And then everybody else is like, why didn't why didn't Aaron just just message Samuel directly? We all know he was gonna get it anyway. <laughs> so I came down, and it was legit stuff. It was like, it was from the from the little local coffee shop downstairs. Like mm -hmm. they had like, like bagels and biscuits and donuts and mm. and little cakes. That was great. That was recent. That was like two weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> so you've already developed this reputation. Yeah. How long have you been at this place? I've been here. Um, Let's see now, I was an intern for three months since, four months, since October, and then I became full-time in, um, in March. So, yeah. I definitely know who you are. Mm-hmm. This is who I am. I don't know how I'm going to continue this lifestyle, because I've just been really lucky to be in a place where they would give me food like this. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I, I think it is pretty standard, though, in office culture. Like, I think you're more likely to get this here in office culture than you are in you know like college i mean you had to go out of your way to get it when you're in college right yeah. so you have to like make an effort you have to go to like events you have to listen to speakers whereas like i know in our office it's ridiculous they would like have a potluck and they would have just mountains of food and it's it's like locusts like <laughs> they just swarm as you know as soon as it comes into <laughs> they the just break swoop room. in and then they leave nothing yeah but no bones. yeah it's just like bones behind yeah um <laughs> The other day, apparently, they have gelato, and it was the Ooh. day we moved buildings. Oh, no. And the gelato company from Pond City Market came to our, up in Alpharetta, came oh, to our no building way. and, like, brought it. And I was like, are you kidding me? This is the day I moved, and gelato is my shit. <laughs> oh, man, that's awesome. Yeah. There's another manager in our department who, he's a super nice guy, and immediately brought, like, coconut cake, brought us cookies from Subway, oh, and, like, a whole bag of chocolate. I was like, Jesus, I'm going to get so freaking fat here like <laughs> no stop giving me these things i don't know i don't think this is like i think this is a relatively recent shift in office dynamics because i can't imagine uh, a, a more like corporate office offering free food like yeah, i we're remember very corporate and and you guys do oh it's it's a huge part of our culture i feel like it's because of like the whole like google effect right like where google offers yeah. the massages and the free food and the catering and all that it's not like a daily thing yeah, i will say yeah. it's not daily it's special occasions it's somebody's birthday, they bring in a cake, or they'll bring in cupcakes, or, like, they'll have a potluck for a team building or something like that, mm. um, or for, like, the holidays. You know, if we have to be there, we might as well celebrate it a little bit and do kind of, like, an in-office party type thing. Gotcha. I think that's that's understandable that there'd be events like that 
anyway but i feel like there would be events like that anyway for holidays regardless like what i'm thinking about is more like regular events that happen for no particular reason like we have a monthly entrepreneurs night like i can expect this to happen like i can expect pizza and beer like yeah we don't have that yeah Yeah. but i think it's more freak it actually ends up being more frequent for us because more people have birthdays and there's all there's always something going on sure sure um you know where like somebody's getting married and they'll do a potluck or somebody's having a baby and they'll, they'll do like an informal baby shower mm, or something gotcha. like that. Okay, so, i understand like lots of little things like that when mm-hmm. we well i just moved so in our new building it's a very very small office but in our old building we had like over 100 people mm-hmm. so in one big room that we called the pit so you know in that sense like there's always something going on but in my new office probably not so much that's really surprising because I feel like there's a tipping point where at which like there are too many birthdays and too many events. So at one point they just don't celebrate them at all. Yeah. Well, it's usually the teams will celebrate because they're, they're all split into separate oh, individual see, teams. So like you'll have team of like maybe 10. But and, and in that case, they'll decorate the desk and they'll make their birthdays a big deal. But the 10 people would do that. for Yeah. Each so other, the gotcha. 10 people would do it. Not the whole pit, thankfully. Mm. And then they do put them up on the screen, so if they have a birthday, they'll announce it, like, on the TVs that we have throughout the... Followed by their their production numbers. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> See, like, the thing is, like, at my mom's workplace, like, they stopped, uh, they stopped giving out coffee because they spent so much money on coffee. Oh, we have free coffee, too. Yeah. We do have that. It's Keurig's. Oh, gotcha. And... Oh my god, I can't even imagine how much money they spend on that. Oh, those things are stupid expensive. Uh, my first job out of coffee, out of a coffee, out of um, out of college, they had those too, but they were spending like six hundred dollars a month on Keurig machines, like on pods and stuff. So they just yeah. got rid of them, just did like those regular, like industrial, like gigantic ones with the orange handles. Mm. Apparently, those things are like thousands of dollars, which makes sense. The, like the big ones with the burner kind yeah, of things on them? Yeah, with like the burner on the top and the burner on the bottom. I think most companies actually just lease them out from the coffee company. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why we do the Keurig thing, but that's a huge it's thing. It's convenient, where, right? Yeah. Super convenient. But so expensive. I guess that's one of the perks. <laughs> <laughs> that's how we laugh at puns. That's just the rule. So the thing is, like, free food is great. Free stuff is not. I know everyone's like, oh, but free T-shirts, free coffee mugs, etc. I'm like, those things take up space. <laughs> like, that's the thing. Space is a very precious commodity. Like, every time I move, like, every time I moved in my, in my dorms and stuff like that, mm-hmm. I'm like, where did all of this stuff come from? Why do I have so many earthly possessions? <laughs> it's just because it's free stuff. Right? Like, it could be. And now it is less like that. Right. It's like I don't have I have very few. I have very few campus T-shirts like. Yeah. Like every college has like be the first person to this event. Get a free T-shirt. I'm like, I don't want a T-shirt. I don't wear graphic tees anymore. I'm an adult. <laughs> I'm an adult. I'm a goddamn adult. I don't wear no graphic tees. I went through like a no graphic tee phase because like um, I was going through like my male fashion advice thing mm-hmm. phase where like all I dress in, up in is like Oxford shirts and and like i guess jeans i guess and then clark's desert boots or whatever yeah and at that point i decided not to wear any more graphic shirt graphic tees and i still don't um i do have a couple but that's only because they have sentimental value mm. um i read this book called mary conda well so it's by mary conda 
called The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up. Oh, I know. Yeah, I've, I've heard a lot about that book. Actually. It's a great book. Basically, So the gist of it is you gather all of your garbage in one pile, like your stuff. I don't mean like actual garbage. <laughs> Just pile all your garbage. Your, your things together and you hold them one by one. And if it doesn't spark joy in your heart, yeah. you either give it away or throw it away. Yeah. And I went through that um, last week and I got rid of so much stuff. Because it's just stuff that I'll never wear. Like, I've got this jacket, right? It's a it's a black jacket with with silver pinstripes. Like, it's like a sport coat mm-hmm. with silver pinstripes. And I loved it. But I hold it in my hands and I'm like, thank you for making me feel so cool. Goodbye, friend. <laughs> and really? Like, yeah. See, that's my... I, I have a really hard time letting go of stuff like that. I noticed when I helped you move. You had so much stuff. So much stuff. You still I've got have so rid of stuff. a lot, though. I, I mean, a tremendous amount of stuff. I right. Of. So yeah, I downsized to about 425 square feet and had to get rid of like everything. Yeah, that's understandable. I lived basically out of a so so last internship that I had. So not the one that I had, but the one before that. I basically lived out of a suitcase for three months. Mm-hmm. That was exciting. Um, after that, I lived um, on the couch of one of my friends. Well, I didn't live on the couch. I lived on the floor in the living room. And I had a rack for my clothes, a computer desk, and then a drawer for my socks and my underwear and my shirts. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wait, where was this? This is when I lived in Home Park in Atlanta. Oh. Yeah. Was it like in a, you said that you were in an apartment or? Oh, no. I was living in um in a house. So Home Park is like the sketchy, quote unquote, uh, yeah. part right, above, uh, right north of Georgia Tech. Um, a lot of cheap housing. Yeah. So I basically slept on the floor for 250 bucks a month. That's so cheap, though. I slept on the floor, though, in the living room. It's probably not really worth it. Oh, no, it was fine. It was best. It was great. It was, it was awesome because my roommates were basically never there. So you just got the floor to yourself? Yeah. I had a little futon. Slept on the futon. Had a pillow. Yeah. When Was this recently? No, it was last year. Was it last year? No, it was the year before. Oh, wow. That was a long time ago. Yeah. A real long time ago. It's like that Tupac song that he wrote about the future when he was dead. So, speaking of, like, random stuff that you get, what's, like, the crappiest free thing that you've ever gotten? Uh, let me think now. Stickers are cool. Coffee mugs. I don't drink coffee, so those are useless. You don't, I don't drink coffee? I don't drink coffee. If I drink coffee, I won't be able to sleep. See that. Yeah, it also makes me poop. <laughs> um, you know, bottle openers are great because I drink beer now. They weren't so great then, but now they're pretty awesome. Um, let's see, you know, t-shirts. Those are fine, but I don't wear them, so it doesn't make a difference to me. Yeah. The worst free thing I've gotten. I can tell you the best free thing was like a can of shaving cream from Johnson and Johnson. That was the best. Yeah. Because it's functional. Yeah, yeah, it's so useful. Every <laughs> time, like, I I rarely shave, so, like, that thing lasted me for, like, six months. Yeah, nice. it, was, it was, like, the nice name brand, like, Gillette stuff, like, the blue stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, so that stuff is, like, anyway. yeah, that's, like, that's, like, eight bucks at the store or something. <laughs> I don't know. I don't actually buy that stuff. <laughs> I don't actually buy shaving cream. That's the high end, though. <laughs> um, what else? What is, what is the actual worst free thing I got? Oh, I got... One of those little card holders that you stick onto your the back of your phone, mm. so that you can put like you know business cards stuff. That was actually really great too. I still use that, not on my new phone, but 
I do use that on my old phone. I feel like I can't remember the worst thing I got because I would just throw it away. I can tell you the worst thing I've ever gotten. What is the worst um, free thing you've gotten? So I used to go, my grandmother is an interior designer, mm-hmm. and we would go up to High Point, North Carolina to these furniture mar- markets, like big thing. And it was like a big event every year. Uh-huh. And I loved it. There was like so much cool stuff going on. And I am actually really into like trade shows and stuff. I always was when I was a kid. Like we get to go stay in a hotel and, you know, do the big thing where we get all this free stuff. So it was a lot of fun. Um, and we would get a million tote bags, like so many tote bags but one time they gave us these like samples of foam two squares of foam just like completely useless squares of foam and they gave us like four different kinds and we had like tote bags full of foam randomly but you know because i was like 10 at the time i thought it was the coolest thing ever and i was like oh they're squishy and like kept them for a really long time but it was completely i now that i look back i'm like why were they just giving us hunks of foam i mean they're definitely not for you right therefore like designers and people who make upholstery no but they gave it to me as a kid they gave me a kid a bunch of pieces of foam yeah but they didn't want to take it back home right yeah that's that's true but yeah they'll give you a lot of stuff like that too i mean so you'll get like samples like um you know different types of things but lanyards lanyards are probably the most like useless things you think that they're going to be useful but you end up with like six different kinds oh so you only end up with six different kinds if you keep them I have a bad tendency to not throw things away. <laughs> gotcha. No, yeah, I definitely throw everything away when I don't use them. Okay, not everything, better. not everything, but most things. We're going to have to retitle this. We're going to do like a new intro or something like that. No, because we're not. Because now we're not talking about free food. So we talked about one of your hobbies, which is obviously free food, which seems like to be a pretty big one, but... I know that you have some other really unique hobbies, so tell me a little bit about some of those. So uh, recently I got accepted a membership at Freeside Makerspace, and so uh, for people who don't know, a makerspace is uh, essentially like a workshop where you can have access to really high-end tools um, and learn how to use them and learn from other people who know how to use them. Mm -hmm. Um, So Freeside has a bunch of woodworking tools, they've got a lathe, they have a laser they have uh soldering iron they've got a bunch of electronic stuff they've got like a bunch of old like computers monitors things like that that Mm -hmm. are all busted they have a projector for teaching classes they have a like a they have a bio lab too so i thought that was pretty cool that is awesome Mm -hmm. so do you have any particular plans for like stuff that you want to do um so right now i think the plan is to figure out how to use their laser cutter uh their laser engraver slash laser cutter is a chinese one and so it's not particularly sophisticated. It's mm-hmm. actually really complicated to use, though. It's it's so unsophisticated that it's really complicated to use. Yeah. It's one of those things. I need to take a picture, and then I need to convert it into a G-code, and then I need to turn the G-code into the computer, and I don't even know if it works or not. <laughs> like, uh, there's another makerspace in Decatur called Decatur Makerspace. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> Theirs is much easier to use because it's basically a fancy printer. So you yeah. just put in the picture, and then you just do print, and then you pick how powerful you want the the laser to work, and then it uh, it sub sublimates whatever it is. It basically vaporizes whatever you want. Uh, but the problem with that particular one is that it's a model from two thousand three, mm. a very old model. It's also very very weak. Um, so that's what I've been into. Uh, I want to get into that specifically for working with leather. I got a big roll of leather. Uh, 
for Black Friday last year, and then I bought a bunch of cool tools, and I have some more leather, and I'm just working on some projects. Right now, I can only make things that are rectangles. <laughs> yes, so if it can be made out of rectangles, I can also make it. But it can't be squares. I'd like to be very clear about this. Squares are so much harder than rectangles. Why? It's because squares are exact. Rectangles are not. Rectangles can be too long and too tall, and they'd still be fine. Squares, on the other hand, cannot be too tall, because then they are a rectangle. <laughs> <laughs> Just wanted to let you finish that. <laughs> um. Yeah, so I got into journaling, and that's how I actually got into making notebooks. I got into, so I got into journaling, then I got into bookbinding. I do remember this. I got were... into bookbinding, yes. Yeah. But then I realized that bookbinding was dumb. <laughs> <laughs> you were so intense about it though i think one of the last times we hung out before this you were like really fixated on printing out this journal and like putting this i did i did print it out and i did make it okay it was it is a piece of garbage <laughs> <laughs> like it's it's pretty exhausting especially considering how much paper i wasted like i probably spent like 10 bucks on just paper alone trying to get it to print right yeah and then I spent another like three hours trying to to sew it because you have to sew it by hand because I don't have like any machines or anything like that. Yeah. So then you sew it by hand and then you've got this like thing, this tangle of of thread keeping this misshapen mass of half of hand folded paper together. So yeah, so I gave up on that. <laughs> I, I was thinking about it and I'm like, I, re I gave up on it officially after I went to a Michael's and I saw these really nice notebooks with like gold lined edges. Yeah. With like a little notepad and they're like teal and they've got something inspirational on it. Like, you know, like live, laugh, love, like yeah. something like that. <laughs> and then I looked at the price and it was like $4 and I'm like, well, fuck, I can never. Like, Do it that cheaply. Yeah. Most, most of my hobbies are somewhat financially motivated. Even though that's really dumb because hobbies are basically just big money pits. So, I mean, I know you've you've had a series of like little business ideas too. So, yeah. what was it? The beard oil company? That also failed because I don't give a fuck about beards. <laughs> that's really easy. That's It's so easy. It's so stupid. It's 20 bucks for a bottle of, of literally like, like jojoba oil. Jojoba oil. I think that's what it's called actually. Like coconut oil and like three different like natural oils like that's it and you can buy all of that at at um at whole foods for like 30 bucks mm -hmm. it's a racket beard <laughs> oil is a racket it is marketing at its finest is what it is that's crazy i did the math on it it costs approximately like three dollars to make a bottle and then you would sell it for 20 20 20 doll hairs <laughs> Yeah. so what are some of the other schemes was it i know you talked to me about drop shipping once right no most maybe i might have i think, I think we just talked about it i don't know if you're actually i doing think it. i think drop shipping is dumb because we live in a world of amazon prime yeah. and if you don't get it within two who wants to wait three weeks for a package i'll just pay the extra 20 bucks and get the non-chinese garbage version I know, yeah. or it is going to be the chinese garbage version except someone else put their name on it and sells it on amazon Yep. That's actually how most things work. Fun fact, you know those super popular Yeti thermoses? Mm -hmm. Those are just Chinese knockoffs that have the Yeti brand on them. <laughs> no joke. 
I thought I saw something familiar when I tried shopping for them, and I'm just like, Yeti tumbler, 20 ounces, like $47. And mm-hmm. I'm like, there's a Chinese one that looks the exact same from Eskimo, which is 20. I'm like, oh, okay, I figured it out. Interesting. Yeah, the world of like Amazon is a little disappointing once you figure out how people, how everybody is doing everything. Yeah. Uh, that process is called white labeling. Basically, you buy a bulk of product from a Chinese distributor, and you just have them put your brand on it. That makes sense. Yeah, I'm not going to call anybody out on it because I don't think we want any of that kind of flack on our hands. But other than bunch, Yeti, other than other than Yeti, Yeti's super popular, so that's okay. <laughs> like nobody's going to stop buying it. Yeah, no one's going to stop buying their super sweet tumblers, which yeah. are fine, I guess. But you know, forty five dollars fine. I don't know. Yeah, I, I probably wouldn't spend that. I just wouldn't spend that kind of money on it, ever. Right? I'm it's cheap as hell. Yeah, I can just drink it from a regular cup or a styrofoam cup. Screw you, environment. <laughs> you only live once. I'll be dead before you're dead. You are. Uh-huh. So, other than journaling and leather making, I know you, you also run an Etsy, don't you? I do. That's the only successful thing I've ever done. <laughs> That's the only thing that actually makes me money. I actually broke even like four months ago, four or five months ago. Yeah, it's July now. How long have you had it in total? Uh, I've had it since November. Okay, so that's not bad. Yeah, it's not you bad at all. Yeah, I bought it. Um, I bought it in November. I bought a big old like vinyl cutter on Craigslist mm-hmm. for like 120 bucks. No, yeah. for 100 bucks because I didn't want to break. No, 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 120, 120. Yeah. He asked for 125, and I'm like, I only have 120. Herp derp. And then he's like, That's fine. I'm like, Yes. Save five dollars. <laughs> I saved five dollars. No. Um. And then I made an Etsy store where I sell other people's intellectual property. That is why I do not continue working on that one. Because if I get caught, I'm kind of boned. Yeah. So you're not doing it anymore? Oh no, I'm definitely still doing it. I just don't advertise it. Yeah. So I only average like one sale every like three weeks. Makes sense. Word of mouth. Yeah, like word of mouth. Um, what are some of the things that you typically do on there? Um, so I really liked Steven Universe at the time. I still like it, but they like the new season hasn't come out yet. So yeah. like whatever. Um, so I have a bunch of stickers about them. What kind of like what are, they're for computers and stuff, right? Yeah, they're specifically for computers. Plenty of people put them on their cars. They're not supposed to because they're designed for indoor use, but like whatever, you know, it's free <laughs> country. Um, they're vinyl decals that. I cut out and I weed myself. So that's when you, so the thing, it cuts the shape and then you pull out the negative, the parts that you don't want. And then you put an adhesive layer over the top of it. It's basically masking tape. And then you just peel it and you attach it to whatever. So how much is it? Oh yeah. Those things are like pennies a piece. Really? Like the stamp itself is more expensive than the product. And I sell them for five bucks a piece. Like a roll of the vinyl is like $15. It's, it's a foot by 10 yards. So it's a foot by 30 feet and like just mathematically speaking, right? Like every cubic foot will give me about like $20. Yeah. So basically I'm making like, so what's, what's 20 times? That's actually not even true. Yeah. It's, it's roughly about that. Every cubic foot would make me about $20. So then I'll be like, so basically I make like 60 bucks cool. per roll. So yeah. Okay. I'm I'm actually super underestimating how much money I actually make from those things. Yeah, so would you consider doing stuff that wasn't 
Just because, stealing other people's? No, because that won't make me money. That's fair. Yeah, like nobody would buy it. Like, I guess I could make quotes from, like, books in the public domain, like Alice in Wonderland or Peter Pan or yeah. I, can't, I can't think of anything else that Jane would Austen. be popular. Jane Austen. Uh, not Winston Churchill, by the way. That's actually owned by his family. <laughs> so you can't quote Winston Churchill. Um... What is some of the okay? So, what are some of the craziest ideas that you've genuinely like dug into, researched, and like had to abandon for whatever reason? I mean, most of them aren't crazy. They're just super duper nerdy. <laughs> like, I was into action figures for a while, and action figure customization is actually super popular. Okay, so tell me a little bit about that because I actually know nothing. Um, so I got into how did I get into that? I don't remember. Whatever. Uh, so there was this one guy who would make who would customize action figures. So here's the thing about the action figure community. It's that there are action figures that come out, yes? Yeah. There are also action figures for characters that do not come out, that, that don't, like, that literally just do not exist. So Deadpool came out recently. Well, back in 2000, like, 7, 2008, there was no Deadpool action figure. Yeah. Or there was one, except he was really shitty. Really shitty uh, action figure. Oh, got it. So what would happen is action figure customizers would take characters that people loved that didn't exist, and they would take apart and reconstruct and paint over and, and model new action figures from a bunch of old ones. Okay. So uh, that actually got to the point where I could actually like pick out different action figure parts because since it is a factory, they use the same handful of parts for the same characters. So mm. like like this arm and this particular arm is for like, like this is a Spider-Man arm. This is a, uh, this is a Captain America arm. Well, let's like, these are Captain America legs. Like this is a, incredible hulk torso like it's it's like that mm -hmm. so that's how i got into that and there was this one guy who would sell his action figures on ebay for like hundreds of dollars wow. like literally hundreds like 200 i don't even know if he's still doing it uh i think he might be people really don't like him though apparently he's a shell who vote who uh bids on his own auctions so that they can go up in value and then he just waits until someone real bids on it interesting yeah there's action figure drama who knew? Action <laughs> There's figure action drama. figure drama. <laughs> so I got into that for a while. Um, I gave up mostly because I didn't have the proper techniques, and my paint would keep chipping. Uh, I would paint it, and then I would move. I would like play around with it, and then like the paint would shift, and then I would fix it, and then I would do it again. And I just gave up at one point. So yours just wasn't the same quality as. Yeah, I just wasn't good as good, as good as they were, which is understandable. Like, yeah. I mean, you can't really just pick something up. That's, I guess, the biggest thing that I learned from all my stupid, like, experiments or whatever. It's that... I think that's a really good way to put them. They are very much experiments. Everything that you do, it's like you just jump into it feet first, figure it out, and then... <laughs> except defeat. Yeah, except defeat. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I do. But uh, it's really fun to watch you go through this. It's like almost like a manic phase. <laughs> like, where are you... <laughs> I'm, still, I'm still looking for the one thing that I'll feel like this about forever yeah maybe i'll find it eventually maybe i never will um let's see what happened right after that after that i got into okay similar vein i got into gundams which are like plastic rope like plastic models of giant robots yeah so i got into those that is significantly easier because they are not meant to be played with oh so so that would have been fine too i also quit that because i would mask off a part and then I would paint it, and then I would take off the masking, and all the paint would come off with it. So that was infuriating. Super frustrating. Yeah. 
So that's why I quit. I still have most of my equipment, actually. I have an air- I got really into airbrushing. Like, oh. I have an airbrush with a bunch of paints. Most of them brand new. It's kind of sad. I'm still trying to figure out a way to use them. Um, let's see now. What did I do after that? Ooh, so that was when I actually went to college. And then I actually just didn't do anything since then because I didn't have any space to keep any of my equipment. Yeah. Or my tools or anything like that. I brought them with me at one point and then I just never found time to actually do anything with them. When was the beard oil thing? Beard oil was like, that was last summer. Okay. Yes, that was last summer. That's summer of 2015. So, yeah, right when it was starting to take off. Yeah, like that was like when a beard brand, like right after a beard brand appeared on um, Shark Tank. Yeah. I got into beard oil because some guy on Reddit posted about how he was making 50k a year selling beard oil. Mm. And I was like, man, I want to get in on that because I saw the way he typed and I can tell that he was kind of dumb. <laughs> like, like I saw his website. His website was really bad. I saw his Instagram profile. Like it was all it was just really shitty beard memes. Like like, I don't like wearing a beard. Like, they were, like, really stupid ones because, like, I don't like having a beard because I keep drowning in pussy. Like, it was really dumb. Oh. Yeah, like, it was, like, those kinds of things. Um, and I thought, man, I can do that. Like, I can do it even better than him. I'm smarter than him. And then I realized I don't really give a fuck about beards. And it showed in everything I do. That's also a super important lesson I learned, that if you don't like something, it will show up in your work. Oh, totally. 100%. I'm like coming up with all these really fake beard memes and all like like pir- like stealing pictures from Pinterest and stuff like that and it's like what am I doing here? <laughs> I tried to grow a beard. I even tried to do it and I'm like so the thing about my facial hair is that it doesn't grow any thicker. It only grows out. So I'm like a porcupine. It's like I have a porcupine on my chin. <laughs> it just it just shoots out like whiskers. Like I look like a catfish. Like it's awful. <laughs> like so I gave up on that. For you guys, he does have a little bit of a goatee. But it's very short. Yeah, that reminds me I need to shave sometime soon. <laughs> he keeps rubbing against the microphone. Oh, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> um, let's see now. Shortly after, I think that was... Um, I think that was the vinyl store. Yeah. Which is still, to this day, my most successful endeavor. Interesting. I find that interesting that that of, of everything... It's because it is the least effort and it's something that I actually enjoy doing. Yeah. Um, because I really like stencil art. I think stencil art is super duper cool. Yeah. And working with Illustrator to make the designs is almost like stencil art, except I have like a couple like extra, like, you know, I have more design freedom because I'm not restricted to the design of stencils. Um, so that's pretty cool. Uh, I'll, in order to design one, I can invest as much as 10 minutes or three hours into designing something, mm-hmm. and it'll, you know, it'll be relatively easy to make. Sure, there's some trial and error making sure that my design actually does print correctly, Yeah. but you know, after that, it's just, it's mostly automated. Like, someone puts in an order on Etsy, I print it out, I, I normally print out maybe two or three copies of it, um, and then I make, I, I make them, and then I just put the rest of the extras in a file folder and the other one in like in an envelope. Mm. Like I said, my biggest cost is that's not time related is like literally the stamp. <laughs> the stamp is the most expensive part. 
crazy. Mm-hmm. You should make some for the show. I could, yeah. The logo's relatively simple, so it won't yeah. look terrible. Faux show. Um, let's see, I worked on that. I guess currently my goal is to try to figure out a way where I can work as little as possible and make as much money as possible. Isn't that just everyone's dream? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right? <laughs> but he, see, here's the thing, right? Mm-hmm. I'm smarter than everyone, and I'm better than everyone, and I can actually make it work. See? <laughs> This is the thing I hate about being a woman, right there. Like, that level of confidence just doesn't come into my life. Whoa, that's sexist. You can't say that about being a woman and correlate the two of them together. No, no, this is individual. You think that, not you as no, a woman. No, it's a really big issue. Like, no, no, you're chronically I'm, you're undervalue right. themselves. I'm being super that's, facetious. Yeah, yeah, you're right. No. In, in the workplace. I know you are, but I'm making a point for the listeners. But yeah, no, you're right. Um statistically speaking women guess less often than men Mm -hmm. so uh, based on some research where both women and men were asked to take a fake standardized test where if guessing was penalized so if you make a mistake and you're penalized women tend to answer fewer questions Mm -hmm. as opposed to men who would answer every question every time no matter what when guessing was not penalized the error rate for both men and women was the exact same so yes, you are correct. It is there is an intrinsic difference within the way women and men handle problems. Okay. But but like we all heard me say earlier, I probably will fail when it comes to trying to find a job where I work as little as possible to make as much money as possible mm-hmm. because I don't learn from my mistakes. <laughs> you just keep doing the same thing over and over again. It's the de- the definition of uh, of insanity, I think. Yeah. What's give me a current example? I mean, like, I've tried to create a business, like, a bunch of times. And you keep failing. But I think that's every entrepreneur ever, though. Most of the time, they, they go through No, you several... don't understand. I'm better than everybody else. <laughs> I'm smarter than everybody else. Okay. I shouldn't be failing. I'm so sorry. I forgot. It's all right. How dare I? On that note, I think we can go ahead and... We're going to call it a wrap? We're going to call it a wrap. Oh, awesome. So, once again, thanks so much for coming onto the show. I'm your host, Veeps, and... I'm Samuel Chang, and you don't know me. Don't forget to subscribe and rate us wherever you get your podcasts. That's You Don't Know Me. Feel free to also follow us on social media at YDKM Podcast or check out our website at YDKMPodcast.com. As usual, the music in this episode is from BenSounds.com. That's B-E-N-S-O-U-N-D-S.com. Shut up and sit down.